It is the drive with Sam Piper, ESPN Radio 93.5. Illinois coming off a nice 87-75 win at Ohio State. The Buckeyes have dropped 6-7. of seven, Three straight losses, giving up 80-plus points. Illinois, not mad about that version of Ohio State, although you hope they finish stronger this season, so that will hold as a quad one win. Currently it is. Ohio State sitting at 73rd in the net you need them to be top 75 for that to be a quad one Kyle, what, like what are the odds it feels like this ohio state season is just following the same exact script as last year mm. like i think they started like 10 and 2 last year started 12 and 2 this year oh a talented team some talented young players on it and then they just completely fall off in the big 10 i mean i don't know you look through their schedule and just watch them like they're, they're just dead. They're they're in the mich. They're a little bit above Michigan, but they're in that Michigan realm of like they've just given up on their coach at this point. I, I mean, it just you, you see the environment too there. Oh my Columbus. god, it's, it's a brutal library in there. There's there's nothing. There's, there's like, more people. Terrence Shannon's like this isn't even a road game. Yeah. I'm gonna have 23 and not be bothered because there's 10 people here. It's been consistently even when they've had better teams, probably the second most sterile environment in the Big Ten outside of Penn State. Yeah, that makes Just sense. Cons- but e- even it's it has usually not that bad. No, no, usually not. But that was obviously to a different level. But even when they've been decent, it hasn't been anywhere comparable to other places that might have a worse team or less to be excited about. But la- obviously they are down in the dumps because they're on the outside looking into the tournament for the second straight year. Probably want their coach gone. I saw <laughs> when they're – Twitter account tweeted out the final score. I read through the mentions and it's all fire Chris Holtman and all this stuff and hire Sean Miller. Uh, I know that he just seems like the, if you're a team in the Midwest and you have an opening, that's the guy brought up. I don't know if he's going to want to leave Xavier after just landing back there two seasons ago, but they're having a down year after a a nice run last season, but I don't know. We'll, We'll see. That's a good job. That's a good job that, has good backing when you when you make all that money via the football program. You got good facilities. You've got the ability to, to pay a pretty penny for a coach if you want. And um, we'll see how that goes. But to your point, I mean, they're just a shade above Michigan in defensive metrics in the Big Ten, which is saying something. Michigan's dead last in the Big Ten in defense. Ohio State second to last. And that's uh, that's not good. But to the original question, though, I, it's going to be quad two at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. I'd be stunned if it was still quad one. Yeah, I haven't looked totally at their schedule, but it looked like yeah, they might win like three more games. So at, at Iowa, Indiana at home, Maryland at okay. home, at Wisconsin, Purdue at home, at Minnesota, at Michigan State, Nebraska at home, Michigan at home, at Rutgers. And they could win some of those home games. I, I those. don't know, though. Yeah, I doubt. The, the I would lean towards Ohio State-Michigan rematch will be oh, just a, a battle of two teams that just don't want to be playing. Yeah, I know. That's a great point. But as far as Illinois offensively, Ty Rogers last night, and he's been part of the conversation, how much do you play Ty if teams are guarding Illinois a certain way, particularly with their center on Ty Rogers, that then doesn't have to leave the paint. Because that was something that Brad brought up after Northwestern as a reason why he didn't play Ty a whole lot 
in the second half and at all in overtime because they wanted Matthew Nicholson to guard somebody who could shoot the three that forced him to come outside the paint and unclog some things around the lane. But on the flip side, when you got Ty rebounding like that, when you got him finishing with aggression, uh, I do want to reference a text from Bill on the U of I line link text line said, that's why I didn't want Ty as a lead guard as a weak side wing baseline player. He's a menace offensive rebounding, getting the ball, towards the basket, lobs, put him opposite Damask and dare them to double. That is a situation where you kind of have him in the the dunker spot, the weak side baseline. If you leave him to go then double Damask, if you can make that pass, you make it to him, and he's obviously an athletic finisher. Otherwise, you kind of got to sit there, although there is something to be said for the lack of a jump shot clogging some things up, whether it's Terrence's drives or Marcus's back downs, not to the extent of Dane, but – what do you what'd you make of last night's tie? Obviously, was really good, and just kind of the overall thought of how Ty is used within this offense. Are you are you good with him playing a lot of minutes? Do you think he can be successful as an offense with him doing that? Yeah, no, I think he's been fantastic. I I'll be honest, like after watching that Purdue game, I was very concerned about like Ty moving forward in terms of I thought now not everyone has Zach Eady obviously, but I did think like. Teams are going to catch on to this, and Illinois is going to be forced to either really get creative or Ty's just probably not going to be able to play late in games. We saw Brad kind of make that adjustment where Ty has been on the bench late in the second half. But I think that he has made it much more difficult by the way he's played. And just I think the most impressive thing to me is how he's just been so fearless at attacking those matchups. Like you got a seven-footer on you or a big guy, and Ty gets that ball, and he's beating those guys to the basket and finishing. He has that reverse layup that he's had like three, four times now where he just goes baseline and beats those bigs one-on-one, which that type of aggressiveness is something that I didn't expect. And it just I think the other advantage that it gives Illinois is when you've got a big man you know, helping in the paint off of Ty, all of a sudden he's got a running start to come in there and use his athleticism on the offensive glass, which is what we've seen. And that also smaller guys are then boxing out Coleman and Quincy. And so I think it helps you rebounding. And that's something that he's really taken on as I'm going to, you know, okay, no one's going to be boxing me out. I'm going to run in there and use my athleticism and my vertical to get in there and get some rebounds. And, uh, and yeah, I just, he's just gotten so much better around the basket like he is a legitimately really good finisher around the rim now to me at least where I I think that's something that Illinois can really go to a lot and and also the one other thing that hasn't really been mentioned much guys shooting the heck out of the ball from the free throw line Mm -hmm. yeah and you just you see his profile on offense and he's a guy that can live there like you project into the future in the next year and the year after he's a guy that should be getting to the line all the time and now this year he's already fixed his free throw so he's just improved so much and he's taken on those challenges of uh, the way teams have guarded him and you saw how uncomfortable he was and how much he hurt Illinois in that Purdue game and the immediate game after against Michigan State he comes out and is aggressive and has beaten Mati Sissoko and, and just since then he's really taken that as a challenge to find a way to to be productive when he's on the court and I do think that he should be playing more than the 16 minutes that Brad was giving him. If he's going to do this, if he's going to be this assertive, he's going to rebound this well. Like, And obviously what he brings defensively is something you're going to need a lot. Like, I, I've been so impressed with the way that he's just kind of worked around this, this challenge that's been thrown at him. I, I still think 
it's a situation where you're still going to have some limitations offensively just with the fact that he's not a shooting threat. And I think there are going to be some coaches, especially when you see Purdue again here, and there's some ways that teams are going to try to exploit that still. But if he's this aggressive and playing this well, I think it's going to be a lot harder to do that. Yeah, I agree with all that. I do think that whether it's Purdue or just a a team with a lot of size and athleticism can maybe cause him problems of finishing around the basket. But to your point, I think that he just has a number of different things he can go at you with. He can spin move you. He can pump fake you. He can go left hand or right hand. I think he does a good job of using the basket as a shield, like on those reverses, where if he's got a shot blocker trying to contest, he can kind of drive that baseline and, and use the basket where you can't, you know, jump through the rim and, and then go go block him. So uh, I like that. I love the rebounding. I think it's a good point about him having that running start to the to the rim uh, when he's not getting a body on you. Say if there's a a small forward, a wing, a, a bigger guard trying to block him out as soon as that shot goes up. So uh, I think that he, in my opinion, didn't play enough against Indiana. I know that he early in that second half made some mistakes. He botched the lob. He uh, I think he had another turnover. He also fouled a, a shooter, a pull-up shooter, Mbako uh, on a, a pull-up J that he ran into. And Illinois is still doing that too many times. I, I have to go back and watch. I'm not going to do it. But I don't know the last time Illinois hasn't fouled a shooter. <laughs> they did it again last night. It was Shannon, right? Uh, fouled. Yeah. Uh, I forget who. Was it Gale? Yeah, that that one was just like – I hate that play in general. Where I, I get it when, when you actually make a stupid fakes. play. Yeah. But when guys just pump fake and then they, they're they not really even in a shooting motion. They're just like leaning their body in and chucking it up. And they're like, up, oh, got fouled. Yeah. I just hate that play so much. I do too. Yeah. Uh, and 816 says, wasn't Rodgers getting more minutes prior to Shannon's suspension? Yes, he was. And, well, I th- yes. So I think that as he came back, let's let's look up the numbers here real quick. Prior to, that's a good question. Although I still believe he was. Definitely was getting more, but I think Justin was, Harmon was playing more yeah. than after that Purdue game. So prior to Shannon going out, 27 minutes against Missouri, 35 against Colgate, 21 against Tennessee, 24 against FAU, 28 against Rutgers. Like, yeah, he was definitely playing more than some of these recent games since Shannon's return, 14 against Rutgers, 16 against Northwestern, 16 against Indiana. He did have 26 against Ohio State, so uh, – Justin Harmon has gotten better than he was earlier in the year. I think that's been part of it. And then just also Illinois is more since Shannon went out and then in his return, they're more booty ball reliant now than they were even at those, some previous stretches in time. So I think that's been part of, and also that was before Purdue really unlocked the game plan for other people to guard tie with the center. Like if you think back to that first Northwestern matchup, they didn't do that with Nicholson at all. They had Nicholson guarding Nicholson or Hunger guarding Hawkins, and that led to Hawkins' open shots and uh, just an open lane for Damas to back down, and he thrashed them for 30-plus points. And with Purdue using the, the Edie game plan, other teams have done it, not to the same effectiveness, but that has been part of it with Ty. Although I just I love his activity, love his energy. He is a guy that defensively helps you because he's more athletic than if you're playing a lineup with both, say, Luke Goody and, and Marcus Damask at the same time. I think he's a better defender than Justin Harmon. So I just I like the engagement, the activity, the confidence that Ty's showing. And, yeah, I mean, for him to be 
midway through his sophomore season. It's encouraging as you kind of look big picture too of of what he can become. Let's uh, let's hear from Ty Rogers, who spoke after the game last night in Columbus. This via, I believe, Alana Inquire, Joey Wagner on the scene. Thank you uh, for filling in for me. But uh, Joey caught up with Ty and, and some of the other reporters did as well. Let's play what Ty Rogers had to say after the 87-75 to 75 win. Was, uh, offensively for you, what was going right for you tonight to, to be able to have that kind of production? I mean, uh, I think just being aggressive, just being in those spots. Um, we, got, we have guys like TJ and Marcus um, and Justin. They're so good at getting downhill. Um, they're going to cause two, and me just finding that spot and, and being able to go up and finish or get fouled. You've seen a five on you, like literally, pretty much almost every game since mm-hmm. Purdue. Like, how's that comfort continue to build game over game where you have just more reps mm-hmm. there? Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's, it's been a lot easier and more comfortable for me just um, being able to rep it out in practice and um, really just just having confidence and still being aggressive and, and having my same um, ability to do what I do. When you're being guarded like that, do you find it easier maybe to get to the rim for offense or rebounds because maybe there's not that guy right there to box you out? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and I feel like um, I'm not as tired because I'm not doing all this other stuff. And um, Yeah, I mean, I think it's a, it's a lot easier. Like I said, when TJ and Marcus draw that double team and my man leaves, um, if they shoot that ball, it's, you know, it's just me. So um, I think it's a lot easier for me to go and, and be able to be aggressive on the offensive glass. What's changed with Terrence to get back to where he was at before the time off? Oh, yeah, I mean, we, we all know it's going to come back to him. It's just um, time away from the game, and it happens. It's, I mean, it happens to everybody, you know, just being away from the game. You got to get that rhythm back and, and that feel. And um, I think I think we did a good job of just getting him back into that. And, um, and we've seen him late hit some big shots. So um, I think he's, he's coming into a good. Is there something you've noticed from him that's different, like to allow him to get to where he was at tonight? Um, no, I mean, I think even when he struggled, the, the, the game said he did. Um, he knew it was going to come back to him. And yeah, I mean, our thing as a team was just keeping him up and keeping his head up and, and not letting him get down on himself because, I mean, we all know what he can do. Well, what's your guys' role on the floor? Knowing like this guy who has the ball a lot, he's a high-usage guy, like, how do you guys go about helping him seamlessly kind of incorporate back in there? Yeah, I mean, I think it goes to show um, how egoless this team is. Um, and everybody's playing from one common goal, and, and at the end of the day, that's that's what it's all about. Um, so when everybody knows that we're just trying to win the game, um, it helps a lot because then you don't have guys jealous or anything like that, and we don't have those problems. So um, I think just the maturity of this team is, is pretty easy. What's the sign for you that Terrence is kind of back in his zone? Anything he does that you're like, okay, he's he's who he was? When he's getting downhill effortlessly, um, you know, sometimes he could be out of control, and when he's controlling himself and he's he's not hesitating taking those shots. I mean, you guys seen him take a couple of those threes. He just let him go, and um, I think that's one of the signs to me that like he's he's back and he's coming back. So, uh, yeah. You guys are halfway through the Big Ten schedule now, and you've won without Terrence. You've won with him. Obviously, you guys are better with him. But like, what have you shown without him, and then with him that you guys can win some versatile ways? Yeah, I mean, I think I think it goes to show how deep we are and, and how connected as a group we are. I mean, um, we have a lot of guys that can go out and score 20 each night. Um, but I think the other role is like Quincy averaging nine rebounds and him having games where he has 13 rebounds and Justin coming in and having those 20-point games here and there and, and just things like that, just everybody stepping up when it's their time. You to get you know, a Big Ten road win at the end of a nine-game month where you guys are just kind of at it mm-hmm. for three weeks essentially. What, what does that mean for you guys? 
I mean, I think it goes to show the maturity of this team. Uh, we knew this was a huge game for us. Um, just like you said, we've had been having two-day preps and um, just being staying mentally locked in and, and when we're at practice, uh, physically and mentally being there. Um, now we got two days off, so, uh, I mean, we got through it, and, and I'm happy that we ended this with a, with a dub. You got to know what to do with yourself with two days off? Man, <laughs> we're going to recover, 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 but uh, no, I'm not. we're not going to know what to do with ourselves. We haven't had a day off, and, and I don't remember when, so uh, it's, it's cool. What led you guys to have so much transition success tonight, especially with Terrence just kind of looking like mm -hmm. the old self again? Um, I think... Our our guards did a great job of rebounding, and um, and when our guards get a great do a great job of rebounding, we can get it out to them. Um, I think when we when we get a rebound, we know where he's gonna be at. We know he's running, um, and it allowed Coleman to run also. So when when Coleman um, gets a rebound, um, he he's trying to get it to a guard. But when we get the rebound, he can just run. Um, and I think just just the guards rebounding is, is helping us tremendously in transition because we get a, get the ball out faster. Is that final four in the first half? Coleman, TJ, Dane all have two fouls. Amani and Dre come in and you guys really hold your own and score. What did you see from, from that unit, that group, and that end stretch to take that lead? Uh, I think just major props to the young guys and Dane, obviously. I mean, um, I think it's huge for Dane. Um, just him being ready when his number called, you know, he could be pouting, he could be doing all that stuff, but he's not. Um, he's remained humble. He's, he's keep working. Uh, he's probably one of the hardest workers I know. Um, so we're all happy to see him come in and, and give us that big run. Um, and Drake came in with a lot of intensity. Amani came in and got an and one. Um, I mean, those young guys, you know, they stay in the gym and, and they're always working and, and they're ready for when their time comes. So um, it just shows the maturity of this team. Again, I keep saying it um, and how deep we are. I mean, along those lines, I'm sure. Along those lines, like kind of for you the last couple of games, some inconsistent minutes in the second half, mm -hmm. like how do you kind of stay ready and locked into to end up turning a performance like this? Yeah, I, I know I know coach knows what's best for the team and um, I trust in him and I believe in him and, and whatever he wants me to do, I'm going to do. So um, if, if he sees a lineup that's working better with me on the bench, then I'm happy and um, as long as we're getting a win. So um, I trust in coach, I believe in coach, and, and I'm going to ride with him. So we got 10 big team games left. Do you think they're going to start defending you different, or do you hope that they just, these teams keep kind of doing what they've been doing? I mean, I love it. Keep doing it. I mean, when Marcus and Terrence um, set, get up, come off that screen, um, I think it creates a lot of other opportunities for our team. So um, if that's what they want to scheme and do, I mean, we love it. We, we're going to invite it. So. At Pards in Urbana, the boots just keep on coming. They're known for their huge collection of men's cowboy boots, women's cowgirl boots, kids' boots, and even shoes. If you're searching for top footwear brands, look no further than Pards. They carry a wide variety, including Ariat, Dan Post, Smoky Mountain, Roper, Double H, and more. And if socks or accessories are what you need, they've got all your high-quality essentials. Since 1968, Pards has been serving their customers with high-quality merchandise. And if you haven't been to Pards in a while, a lot has changed. Go check them out just off University Avenue in Urbana. First Federal Savings Bank of Champaign-Urbana invested in our community since 1908. Before you buy your home in 2024, we invite you to speak with one of our experienced lenders, Jack, Jim, Kim, or Lane. Experience the convenience of working with a local lender with local service, decisions, and loan underwriting in our comfortable offices. Visit us to experience the exceptional friendly service from our knowledgeable staff. Hey, if you're not already banking with us, give us a try. We think you'll love it here. We do. 356bank.com, First Federal. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS. 435120.
Illini fans, taste what's special about Jets Pizza by ordering any of their specialty pizzas for $5 off. That's right, $5 off on all specialty pizzas like the barbecue chicken pizza. Chicken grilled to perfection, premium mozzarella, bacon, red onion, and barbecue sauce all piled onto Jets' amazing crust made from dough they make fresh every day. There's also their super special all meaty chicken bacon ranch and more, all $5 off. Make your day special and order a Jets specialty pizza for $5 off. Get the roof your home deserves by Roof Doctors, your residential roofing specialist that has always offered the best warranties in the industry, like our non-prorated 50-year warranty. Our customers love that we are family-owned and locally operated. We make our customer needs our top priority. With over 30 years experience and the best customer service, give Roof Doctors a call today for your free estimate at 328-7529. In your community and for your community, Roof Doctors. We would like to invite you to the St. Joseph Ogden FFA Charity Auction on February 10th at the St. Joseph Ogden High School. Dinner will be served at 5, followed by the live and silent auction. There are no tickets needed to attend, and anyone from the community is welcome. Items to be auctioned include 45 bags of seed corn, various Milwaukee power tools, Toro mower, custom-made fire pits, cardinal tickets, and various certificates for local businesses. For more details about the auction, check out our Facebook page at St. Joseph Ogden FFA. The Alma Market is your one-stop shop for one-of-a-kind creations from the University of Illinois alumni and students, as well as unique finds from some of your favorite Urbana Champaign area businesses. Treat yourself or a loved one and support your fellow Illini today. If you're a University of Illinois student, alum, or Champaign-Urbana area business, feature your products on the Alma Market. Becoming a vendor is a great way to expand your reach and connect with Illini across the country. For more details, visit almamarket.org. Go Illini! I'm Justin Ike, co-owner of Fred's Plumbing, Heating, Air Conditioning, Electric, and Underground. So Justin, tell me what you see as typical when it comes to sewer repair. Give me a scenario. Your sewer's backed up and somebody comes along and says, you need this repair for X amount of dollars. Here's my price. And you don't think to go looking for another company or a second opinion because you don't feel like you have time. So is it possible that you might get charged a little more because it's kind of a desperate moment? Do some companies do that? Oh, absolutely they will. They know you're in a pen. Typically, if you call us, me or Will can be out there within an hour to look at that problem for you. Whether you call me first or you call me second, make sure you give me a call. Anything else, Justin? You can always trust Fred's. Great to know. Thank you. That's Justin Ike, the co-owner of Fred's Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning, Electric, and Underground. If you want more information about this great 45-year family-owned company, just go to fredscu.com. That's fredscu.com. BMW, Buick, GMC, Honda, and Subaru. Welcome to Sarah Champagne. We can handle all your car repairs on site, including paintless dent repair, bumpers, windshields, everything in between. We have an amazing selection of new or pre-owned vehicles to choose from. Shop from home and buy online or reserve your vehicle before it hits our website or dealership. Sarah Champagne is home of the Sarah One Price Promise, delivering an honest and transparent buying experience. Hurry in or shop online at sarahchampagne.com. 
Are you tired of getting the short end of the stick and always being stuck with cold water for your showers? Dogtown Heating, Air, and Plumbing is here to help. With current tax incentives and rebates, you can save up to $900 on a high-efficiency tankless water heater, unlimited hot water, and saving on your energy bills. It seems like the best gift you could give your home. With the current promotion of 0% financing for qualified applicants, you can't afford not to call. 217-841-4728. Dogtown Heating, Air, and Plumbing. Your home's best friend. Short-term market fluctuations can be unnerving for everyone. A proven way to tune out the noise and focus on long-term investment goals is to adhere to a well-constructed investment plan. This is Rob Meyer with Provident Financial Group. If you don't have a plan, we can help create one designed specifically for you. Call us today for a complimentary consultation at 217-366-3456 or online at ProvidentFinancialGroupLLC.com. Securities and advisory services offered through Commonwealth Financial Network. Member FINRA, SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Hey, let me tell you about Busey and the Health and Wealth Connection. With the help of Busey's Wealth Management, you can navigate both wellness and security, providing the freedom and peace of mind to pursue everything else life has to offer. On the health side, you want to plan for your long-term health, eating right, exercising, getting enough sleep, and managing stress, schedule an appointment with a doctor before starting a new exercise program. As for wealth, those things are important too. Save for emergencies, save for retirement. Plan for emergencies with proper insurance, whether that's health, long-term disability, and life. And the thing called the Health Savings Account, an HSA. If you want more expert advice in developing your long-term plan for wealth, schedule a meeting today with one of the members of Busey's Wealth Management Team or by going to Busey.com. With a plan in place, you will be able to enjoy whatever life has to offer with confidence. Busey, member FDIC. Back in the drive with Sam Piper, ESPN Radio 93.5. Let's give some more love to the bench, guys. I know that Ty wasn't one of those who we just talked about, but let's circle back and discuss some of the efforts you got off the bench. Justin Harmon was good last night. I know that the stat line didn't necessarily pop, but I feel like his rebounding has been a real nice asset uh, as a guard uh, that can go in there and get you a, a putback. And obviously, we know you can slash to the rim on a cut or a drive. Some big baskets late in games against Indiana and Northwestern. But uh, the Young Bucks, I want to get Kyle's take on this too. Dre Gibbs-Lawhorn going in there. Only three minutes, I believe, but some good defensive intensity. I like to see that. I think that this team, as I've talked about here recently, could use a little bit more of a defensive bite, a little more juice defensively. I think that on the perimeter, he can give you that. And then Amani Hansberry making a nice and one and his first game action since being ruled out right before that Purdue game early in January. So, uh, Kyle, I'll throw it back to you. The freshman going in there, especially late in that first half, what'd you make of those guys? And, and does either of those performances encourage you that they can help this team going forward? Definitely. I, th- I mean, I think those minutes stood out as really noticeable because they came on the heels of Shannon getting two fouls, Hawkins getting two fouls. And it was a pivotal point in the game. Like you could feel it watching. It was a, two-point lead, I think, and then Coleman got his second, which was going to put Ohio State on the line. 
all of a sudden Ohio State has a chance to tie and your two best players are going to be on the bench. You bring in Dre, you bring in Amani, and Illinois was able to build that lead. And I thought both those guys, neither one of them necessarily did anything, you know, filled the stat sheet up. I know Amani had the end one, but just thought they were solid. And, and Dre especially, I thought he just – there's an energy with him. It, it almost feels like, and I feel like I've compared him before a little bit, but it almost feels like when Sincere Harris would come on the court last year, it's not necessarily the same skill set, but it's just you kind of feel that energy change a little bit, and you feel like Dre's out there really juiced up and really willing to, to help you, and you could see that on the defensive end. And, and I agree with you. I feel like there might be matchups down the line where you think of Dre as this offensive spark plug and you know he can score and make a big shot like he did against Indiana, but you're facing some of these quick guards that Illinois had trouble with. Like Dre profiles as a guy that has the lateral quickness and, and the athleticism to help you on defense too. And that one possession where it, yeah, that foul was a joke. I mean, come on. Was man. that Bruce Thornton that he was trading paint with or I think, somebody else? I think it was Thornton. Was it him? Yeah, I think it was Thornton. But, yeah, he just got down and guarded and was just really active, and that was such a joke of a foul call. I wanted to see him finish that possession off and get fired up. But, uh, but yeah, and then Amani, that, that nice little and when he fired up a three, which didn't go in, but, hey, he just comes in with some aggressiveness. And I think Amani's just a guy that you know you're going to get. He's going to play hard. He's going to rebound. I just thought those guys came in and they, they – didn't necessarily do anything spectacularly, but we've seen at times, even with Dre, like come in and you're trying to do too much or you're prone to make some big mistakes that stand out. And they were both plus six when they came in for those four or five minutes. And that was really important for Illinois to build that lead going into the locker room. And I would like to see both of those guys get sprinkled in there because I think they can help you and they give you a little different skill set. Heck, I thought Amani might challenge Dane's spot. Now, that didn't happen last night because Dane proved himself. Right. But I just I think each of those guys can give you something. And just in little spurts like that, it was great to see that they weren't overwhelmed. I guess it was technically uh, Evan Mahaffey. Similar-looking guys, him and Bruce Thornton, both have the dreadlocks and, and physical guys. that Mahaffey kind of hurt Illinois a little bit yeah. going to the rim last night. and That was going to be so obvious, though, that he the, – the, most non-threat offensively for them was going to have like 15 points. Yeah. No jump shots all at the rim. He even threw some booty ball back at Illinois. After Goody hit that sidestep three, he then got a matchup on Goody and backed him all the way down, got an and one. But to that point, he was able to back down a veteran, a junior, with some size to him and Luke Goody. And Dre was just – it was like a battering ram, those two guys together. And I didn't think it was a foul. That, it, that was the funny part about it. Some of the contact that they were having when he was trying to back him down – wasn't called. Then Amani comes over for like a double team, and then it kind of gets stagnant for a second, and they blow the whistle. Like you called the foul on that part of it, but I just loved the tenacity and the energy, and I, I liked it early in his minutes against Purdue. I know he ultimately fouled too much, but I thought that his on-ball pressure was really good when Illinois needed to kind of just give Purdue a different look because they obviously were getting whatever they wanted offensively in that first half, and for the most part, for a lot of those. A lot of those early minutes in Columbus with Ohio State making 12 of their first 18 shots, Illinois could have used a little more juice, a little more bite, a little more something defensively. So I liked it. Not to not to knock Nico Moretti, I just would rather see Dre Gibbs, Lawhorn totally in there um, for that first. 
as you maybe go down. I know Justin Harmon's going to get those first that first crack off the bench of anybody, but definitely in terms of the backcourt. Next, in terms of a, a rotation, I'd like to see DGL instead of Nico, even though I know that DGL offensively is still going to maybe force some things or take a bad shot here or there. Uh, I'd still think that he could maybe at some point I know you had a big shot against Indiana when you're opposite side of a 13-0 run, but defensively in particular, Nico to me is even more of a liability than what you're throwing out there. I think Dre could possibly be just uh, I don't know if upgrades the right the right word, but a different look, a different a changeup that could actually work. Where Nico, you're trying to like cover up a a hole when he goes out there. Yeah, no, I agree. I think. Nico, Nico's just a year away from contributing against a Big Ten team. I just think he can see it off season with Fletch and and just work on with Chester Frazier defensively. And I I think he can help you down the line. But right now, I do just think that Dre gives you a little something that you don't have in terms of just a really explosive athletic guard. That you know you got all this length and size and physicality with Ty and Terrence, but. Sometimes you're going to – I think there's going to be certain matchups or it's going to be a, a game like Indiana where just nobody's giving you much and Brad says, here's someone else to throw out there. Maybe he hits a shot. Maybe he gives you a little spark and just kind of changes the energy, which is what I think he can do. I just I, – I've – you know, he's he's been a little erratic at times for sure with, with his offense, but I just – based on the very few minutes that we've seen from Dre, I – but you see the potential there and he just comes out there and just plays with a lot of passion and energy that I really like. So I'd love to see Brad try to sprinkle him in a little bit more in certain spots. And maybe you have to, because of foul trouble again, there's going to be other games where one of your guards gets in foul trouble. So it's, it's nice to see him contribute in, in that type of game on the road. West mentions on the U of I line link text line. Amani's pick and roll defense is so good for a freshman. Yeah. Good mobility. I've liked, I've liked him in his minutes defensively far more. I know he played well last night, but far more than Dane. Yeah. Like, I, I think he can play a backup five role for you down the stretch. Well, let's talk about Dane Danger. I, I know Kyle. Not Wade's... bad lead in that I'm trashing yeah. Dane after he played well. <laughs> Dane played great last night. I'm he just did. saying, in general, yeah. defense has been a struggle for him. For sure. Kyle asks on the U of I line, text line, was wondering should Dane get more minutes last night? He got more than he had been. He's been averaging about five minutes per game in Big Ten play. Last night, 11 minutes. You needed some of that, especially Coleman picks up his third and fourth foul with the foul itself against Zed Key and the technical that was a, a personal. So that's four, and that was early in the second half. So Dane played some in the second half, but also in the first. Had seven points, five rebounds, three offensive rebounds, a block shot. One of the highlight plays in the night, running the floor and getting that one-handed put back and the foul. So, what do you think? Like, I don't. My opinion, and I'm sure yours is probably the same. I don't think this is a sign that Dane necessarily should be playing more. I just like the fact that you've got a pretty capable backup five who can, especially offensively, especially when his motor's turned up, that can impact you on the glass. I think he's got some obvious limitations when it comes to defense. Although I've talked about, I don't think Coleman's been great. And the, do- and the drop coverage, if we're just talking pick-and-roll defense, which I know Dane kind of gets pinpointed and highlighted a lot with. But last night was good from him. If Coleman's going to get in foul trouble or if Dane's going to play well enough to where he just gives you a spark, that's a great advantage to have. Yeah, definitely. And it, the, the thing with Dane has never been, like, his productivity. Like, 
he comes in and he's usually good for a bucket or two and he's going to rebound. He runs the floor great. I, I think that's something he's always done, and you saw that on that play. It really is just the defensive end. Like, if he's going to – I thought he played well on that end last night. There, were, there wasn't those noticeable mistakes where they're just attacking him in pick and rolls. And I thought he had the one block, and I just thought he was a lot more sound defensively. And that's how, if you're going to talk about giving him more minutes, that's where he needs to – prove himself because he's never there's never been a situation I know there's been some times where maybe he catches the ball too high and he's going to over dribble and turn it over there's been some of those times offensively but he's always been a really skilled offensive yeah. big I, that's I never really been the taken problem away from other guys offense like Damas back down right and he clogs it up it just makes you play a completely different style on offense than Coleman does and the right. team is built around what Coleman and Quincy do in the front court in terms of space in the floor right and so that's why, you know, I think there's a role for him in terms of just sometimes you need to play that style or sometimes you just need to give a team a different look with more of a bigger bruising five-man like he is. So I think there is a role for him as just kind of a change of pace type. But, yeah, it was great to see last night because there just was, there was an extended stretch there where he'd come in and it was noticeable, the drop-off between when Coleman was on the floor and when he was on the floor. And last night you can make an argument that Illinois might have been even better with him on the floor than Coleman just because yeah. it's a tough night for Coleman in general. So that was great to see for him. I, it, you do feel great for the guy because it's somebody who he had a much bigger role last year and you know that he wants to be playing more. But to come in and, and really get some recognition for playing a great game and helping you win a road game last night I thought was awesome to see even though – he has had his struggles. It reminded me a bit, Georgie Bashanishvili. Yeah. Having to accept the new role behind Kofi. Obviously, it had his moments before Kofi got there. I tried to see if they could fit together, just as we saw if, if Dane and Coleman could play together, and it didn't work very well last year as far as offensively. Uh, that And I think defensively, obviously, we're, we've talked about Dane's limitations, but there was a notable off-the-bench game for Georgia against the Buckeyes. Bigger stage, bigger moment, but the Big Ten tournament championship game where Kofi gets in foul trouble. I think Georgia came in and scored like four straight, three or four straight buckets. Yeah. Uh, Had an and one on an offensive rebound. I remember it vividly. That was an electric stretch. Huge. 12 points, six rebounds, five offensive boards in his 17 minutes, but uh, maybe Dane can can be that in as far as just a a guy that can swing a, a stretch when either Coleman's in foul trouble, like I said, or if he's able to just take advantage of his brief opportunities when he gets them. But on the note of feeling good from Dane, wanted to hear what he had to say last night. Once again, Alana inquires Joey Wagner, caught up with him there in Columbus. Let's hear from the backup five man, Dane Danger. This Dane to get one on the road uh, and the big turn's not easy. What does that mean for you guys going forward to come in here and get a big one? Uh, you know, it's always good uh, when we come get a good uh, road game um, win. Um, I feel like that was big for us and our um, just our schedule coming up. Uh, I feel like this one was key for us. Something Brad mentioned, like you had a pretty long stretch here in January to end it with the road win. I mean, how, how nice is that to make it through nine games in a month like that? Uh, yeah, you know, uh, these games are back-to-back, um, so, you know, we just been staying with it, uh, practicing hard every day. Um, and just showing up himself. What worked well for you and the opportunity to play tonight? Uh, well, you know, just, just keeping my, um, you know, my energy high, you know, staying positive. Uh, you know, I just try to do whatever to help um, get a win for the team. 
and when you're getting kind of like inconsistent minutes, I guess, like what's the key for you to staying like revved up and ready to go in and contribute right. immediately? Yeah, just, well, my thing is just staying ready, you know. Um, my training, you know, um, you know, I'm still training um, off the court, you know, I'm training even harder. Um, um, just getting into extra time um, and just staying positive, you know. Uh, being there for my teammates. So. Are you a guy who thrives on once those minutes start to stack? You're in that six, seven, eight straight. Like, do you feel like you get more of a rhythm out there? Like, yeah, 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 definitely. Um, definitely. When he uh, subbed me back in, I started to find my rhythm a little bit. Um, but yeah, that's how I am. You know, uh, as my minutes go up, um, you know, I get more comfortable out there. So, how difficult is that then to stay ready? Uh, well, you know, it's nothing I haven't been through before. Uh, you know. Um, you know, we, some of us all go through these things. It's just a part of the process, so. How much do you mentally tonight, just kind of thinking about picking Cole up, like, like, you got in that foul trouble on both halves. It seemed like you were the guy they turned to, especially the folks. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but, you know, uh, my opinion, it seemed like the refs was kind of picking on Cole. Um, but, yeah, he got in foul trouble. You know, I stepped up, um, you know, like any other player off the bench. Do you feel like that was a moment for you, just to – you know, okay, this is this is my time now, kind of a deal. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, definitely. Um, you know, I'm just trying to do whatever it takes to help the team. You know, that's what's most important. So. It's been a little bit since we've seen since we've seen Terrence have that kind of performance. So what did you see from him tonight? Did it feel like he was getting back to who he was before he missed some time? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, it's taken him. Um, I feel like it's taken him a few few games to get back to who he to who he was, and you know. Um, He's had a lot of time off, but I mean, you know, he's going hard every day in practice. He's staying positive through everything. So, when Ty is maybe this Ty that he showed tonight, like, what difference does it make for you guys? Uh, yeah, a big difference. You know, when he when he can rebound like that and not turn the ball over, I mean, it's just, I mean, other teams just have no answer for him when he can do that. So. You mentioned your training. You know, what, what have you kind of focused on either on the court or with Fletch this month to keep you ready? Uh, really just my, my cardio, my conditioning. Um, you know, there'll be times where, you know, I might come in for three, four minutes, have to run, rebound. And then, so, you know, just, just a little conditioning, things like that off the court, even after practice, before practice, I come in. Um, before practice, uh, just do some skill work um, with uh, one of the GAs. So. Like, big teams are gonna have to guard Ty differently because they've all kind of tried this. Yeah, maybe not yeah, guarding yeah. him thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, you can't do that with Ty. You know, his handle is too nice. Um, he can just dice bigs up. You know, a lot of teams are trying to put their bigs on Ty, and it's just not working. So, um, you know, that's that's just um, he's been helping us a lot with that. Uh, just being able to handle the ball down there in the paint, not touch the ball. In the final four minutes of that first half, you've got two, Coleman's got two, your TJ's got two, and Dre and Amani both go in, and you guys outscore them. Uh, what did you see from those two and, and that unit and that stretch to stay afloat and, and pick up some points? Uh, yeah, you know, they came in and uh, came in with high energy. Um, you know, uh, the freshmen came in with good energy. Um, you know, they lifted us up. Um, they kind of got our, kind of got us going. Um, so, yeah, it was a good thing. Has your confidence grown more on the defensive end? you feel uh, like especially? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I feel like it has grown, um, especially in practice, you know, um, just really dial in and watching the film. And just, I know that's just been my biggest thing, just watching a lot of films and seeing the mistakes I've been making and um, just really like 
breaking the film and you know, seeing what I can do better out there. So it's good paying off. I know Brad has talked about just for, for you defensively is, is kind of where he wants to see maybe a little more consistency. I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but like, yeah. what's the process for you on that end to build that? Uh, well, yeah, I think I feel like defense is just more mentally. Um, you know, uh, coming out of high school, my freshman, sophomore year, I was more offensive minded. Um, but you know, uh, you know, uh, one one thing I feel like um, this program has definitely helped me with is just um, taking pride on the defensive side. So. I cheer on the Illini and Pia's. The pregame fun starts at Pia Sports Bar and Grill. Pia serves up its famous 10-ounce Slugger Burger along with great wings and so much more. Enjoy 350 22-ounce light and course light drafts every home and away Illini game. Watch the game at Pia's or ride the free shuttle to all home games. You'll find it all at Pia's with live video gaming, sports, food, drinks, and fun. See you at Pia's, West Springfield Avenue in Champaign. Accumulation, preservation, generation. At Busey Bank, these are the principles we use to build meaningful financial partnerships with our clients and their families. With sound advice and vast resources, partner with Busey for a personalized approach to your legacy. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini, member FDIC. In an ever-changing real estate market, it is so important to work with experienced agents like Russ and Nick Taylor with the Taylor teams at Taylor Realty Associates. They have the knowledge and expertise to get your home sold for the most amount of money in the shortest amount of time. Trust the experience and success of Russ and Nick Taylor with the Taylor team at Taylor Realty Associates. Give them a call today at 217-355-0700 or visit them online at taylorboys.com. That's taylorboys.com. We all have a mission in life, something that drives us to explore, to grow, to love. And when we discover it, we're made whole. At OSF Healthcare, we want you to be the best you possible. We're here for you on your schedule to make your life just a little bit easier. Whatever your mission is, we're here to support it. Your life, our mission. Learn more at osfhealthcare.org mission. As Tapman's Towing celebrates 50 years of serving Central Illinois, we're always seeking good people to serve our great customers. Our team of expert tow professionals would like to interview others with CDLs, previous tow experience, or a strong interest in serving others. If you enjoy serving people, love working in the outdoors, and looking for a career, not just a job, we should talk soon. Do you have a strong desire but lack the experience? We should still talk. Visit our career page at tapmanstowing.com. During challenging times, family and health come first. This is Rob Meyer with Provident Financial Group. Many of us have spent the past year feeling a little bit out of control, but there are steps that you can take to plan for a better financial future. Now is the time to take action and create a financial plan that's right for you. Contact us today at 217-366-3456 or online at ProvidentFinancialGroupLLC.com. Securities and advisory services offered through Commonwealth Financial Network, member FINRA, SIPC, a registered investment advisor. This is a familiar a sound in Illinois. Cold snap, grappling with heavy snowfall while bracing themselves for a significant winter storm. The snow will come, but you need to go to work, to school, to the store, to care for family. When the weather's rough, you need a vehicle that's tough. Sarah of Champaign wants to put you in an outback 
Forester, Crosstrek, or Ascent. There are so many reasons why a Subaru SUV is the best vehicle to drive during winter months. Standard symmetrical all-wheel drive, vehicle dynamics control, 8.7 inches of ground clearance, and available X mode for when the snow is extra deep. That adds up to performance and safety. Don't wait for the next storm warning. If you have to get where you're going, no matter the weather, see the huge selection and great deals at Sarah Subaru today. Route 45 in Savoy or online at sarahsubaruchampagne.com. See the showroom top designer shop. Flooring surface is your first stop. Amazing selection, price and style. On hardwoods, laminates, carpet and tile. Low prices on high fashion. Step up the flooring that gets a wow reaction. See the showroom top designer shop. Flooring surface is your first stop. Flooring surface is your first stop. Flooring Surfaces now offers beautiful window fashions. Our interior design team will custom fit shade shutters and blinds to any size opening. Visit the showroom to see the latest fashions from Graber and Hunter Douglas or request an in-home consultation. Whether it's floors or windows, Flooring Surfaces has you covered. See us today at 401 Mercury Drive in Champaign. See the showroom top designer shop. Flooring Surface is your first stop. Flooring Surfaces your first stop. Finishing up on the drive with Tay and Piper, ESPN Radio 93.5. Had a couple of texts on the U of I landing text line. Yes, of course, I remember the amazing game from Georgie and the amazing press conference that he had. Who could you, how could you forget that? Him and Kofi doing a dual interview on Zoom back when we had to do that uh, following the Big Ten tournament win against Ohio State. That was an epic moment, obviously for Georgie on the court, but also just his... His uh, press conference after that one, uh, I very much enjoyed. I know in print it maybe wasn't as as cool for people to write. It was harder to, you know, they might have wanted more in-depth answers instead of just amazing 15 times. But I just sat, there, sat back and, and smiled and laughed at that one. So uh, certainly memorable for the Illini and a memorable player and memorable. He was just quote. the best, man. Great he's like He's like the Tominaga yeah, that Illinois had, where he's just out there, and you just like you love watching him run down the court and smile, and on the bench even he was the biggest cheerleader, and I just Georgie is the best man. I'll always love that guy. He was a one of a kind for sure. It's just shame we didn't get a senior year from him. You you think he regrets that not coming back mm, and being a, a part question. of that Big Ten title team, being a better backup than Omar Payne. That's a Illinois great, could have used him. That's a great question because originally the the thought process was that he was going to try to go closer to home for that final year. He was already over away from his family for three seasons. Did that he, was the first year at NIL too, right? So he could have done some nice stuff around right. here. I think he probably is wishing he he came back. Yeah, but then he ended up he stayed stateside. He's been playing in the G League like the last three years. So, I mean, you could be worse places professionally right. than the G League, sure. but still, I, I feel like, yeah, that's a good question. I, I know he was – there's been talk of – and I, I don't think this is a secret. Like, 
I think he was a little frustrated with Illinois in terms of like playing back up to Kofi. I think yeah, he thought fair. that he might have a bigger role. Whether I think he thought he'd transition into be a four man that, but the, the shot never came around. So him and Kofi couldn't really play together. But as in terms of being the backup, I especially with NIL, yeah, that's a good, that's a great point. I want to, as far as the transfer portal, Wade's got a good question. Do you think Brownerwood looks in the portal for a player who can booty ball next year with who's coming in? I'm sure if there was another Marcus Damask hitting yeah. the portal this offseason, Brad would be the first one on his phone line. It's a great question, but it is such a unique style of offense. It's just kind of outdated, too. You don't see a lot of guys college you have to find you probably have to go dig back into the missouri valley or somewhere to get it i was gonna say mid-major and damas really wasn't doing this as much with siu now he was in the he was mid posting a lot but as far as like dribbling into a post up that wasn't something he was really doing a lot of at least as far as what i watched of him at siu so it's something they've helped develop with him I'm sure they would look at it. I, Kyle and I were having a conversation off the air about the point guard situation. Will uh, Number one, will Brad be looking for a point guard in the portal? I would imagine yes. And what the, that name's going to end up being. You'd have to imagine. Like, we had the whole discussion about how great Ty's been, but he's not even playing point guard anymore. Marcus right. Damask is. Right. So... I'd love. I was gonna say what I said was I would love knowing that Jace Butler's coming in next year as a freshman, and I think he can be a really good point guard in the future. But the last year of the COVID year is next year. Get me a fifth-year senior transfer true point guard. Jace learns from him, runs the show for you with a bunch of new faces, pick and roll with Marez Johnson, and then bridge that gap. That's what. That's my number one off-season want. Fifth-year true point guard transfer. I think it's a really good call. Wes on the U of I Atlanta League text line, bring Kylan home. Kylan Boswell. If he hits the portal, let's do it. Ooh, yeah. Got to be kind of liking it in Arizona, though. Yeah, I think so. Up and down this year, though. Early indications, like how he played at Duke in that game early in November, like, oh, he's going to the NBA. But really up and down of late. Team that's still going to be highly seeded and whatnot. So uh, good stuff. Something we can continue to talk about as the rest of this year goes on and for hours and hours in the offseason. But you got 10 seconds to hit it. All right, we're out. Thanks to Luke Goody on the Tapman's Towing phone line. We'll talk to you tomorrow. This is The Drive.